0: My name is Matthew Kroll.
1: And I would say I am a cog in the wheel. My name is Shahir Dowd. <laughs> and this is the only podcast about movies, specifically
0: the film Nine Days. Nine days. Do you think nine it makes nine days, Mr. What what's uh Mr. Rooney? Nine days.
1: What's Mr. Rooney? Ferris Bueller. Uh, nine times. Oh, I, I I'm struggling with my memory of that movie. Oh wow. Uh, but I'm not struggling with the uh the formation of life itself. Uh, and the formation of this episode, which came to us as a request yep. from Jacob, yep. who has written us in several times, might I add? And I, I'm I'm prefacing. I'm not saying that in a way that is derogatory in any way. I sincerely <laughs> appreciated every single time that Jacob wrote us in and said, "You guys need to do Nine Days or Columbus." He
0: is. He is. He is going to send you, Jacob, a strongly worded
1: email. (laughs) I actually messaged him right away, and I was like, I was so excited when we found a space in our schedule to be able to do this because I was like, I've been wanting to see this for a while. And what happens? Look, this is a a perfect example. Jacob, she here would
0: like to speak to your manager.
1: This is a movie (laughs) that we would have never seen on this podcast and would have surely slipped through the cracks if it wasn't for Jacob. 100%, hundred percent, right? And can, before we even even talk about the movie, book, oh, are you happy about the fact that that Jacob? Oh, a thousand percent, right? Hey,
0: everyone, email us in onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com. What are some cultural touch points in your filmographies of your life that you have seen uh, that you find incredibly meaningful and important that might have slipped through the cracks of either the mainstream or just these two idiots these in two an idiots. office yeah. in Queens? Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. A, we we have another one that I actually would like to fit into the schedule as well, and I can't remember who requested it. It was on Twitter, but they requested the Eight Mountains, and a I lot have of been, numbers. Yeah, I've been wanting to see. Yeah, Eight Mountains followed by Nine Days followed by Seven Seven Brides for Seven Brothers uh-huh. is that right? Uh, uh, six Six, would be six what? days. That, was that an Arnold it's an Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger movie? movie. Five, uh, uh, the, uh, uh, short circuit, fast no, five, fast five. Uh, uh well, now you could just say, well, four, four no, and because, fast because and
0: no, because f- four. four, the fourth, the fourth, fantastic and furious four was just called Fast and Furious,
1: Fantastic Four, Fantastic Four, Three Days of the Condor, uh, Spider Man Two. No, that's gotta be, there's gonna be a bit of And then, one than- uh, the one. Two days. No, 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 Two, two days in the valley.
0: And then what the
1: one with Jet Li. The one with Jet Li. Fuck, we're good at this. <laughs> yeah, we're
0: really. Someone should
1: pay us to do this. <laughs> we should do. You know what? We, you know what I've been wanting to do for a while. Oh. There, there was actually a perfect one for you. But numerical movie, lists. Yeah, numerical list trivia. No, but movie trivia. Um, I've been wanting to do movie trivia for a while, and there was one a friend of mine texted me, and it was Marvel movie trivia in Queens. Wow. And I was and I was gonna message you, but I just didn't get around to it because I'm an idiot. or well, maybe I didn't want you to go. Maybe maybe that's what it Listen. was. That, those options are not mutually exclusive. <laughs> yeah, maybe I just didn't want you to go. But
0: also, you could be an idiot.
1: Yeah, uh, if you have great movie trivia for us, write us in an only movie pod. No numerical movie trivia. Yeah. We only
0: take trivia about numbers.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, but not
0: math problems. See, this we're very we have a niche. Yeah, it's very specific. We're not going to do any math problems you send us, but any number based trivia. We got
1: your back, <laughs> unless it involves math, which we are unable we're to. do. Um, the Earth was supposedly made in seven days, nine days. The movie was probably made in a lot longer it is It's an Oda's directorial debut which came out of the Sundance Labs by the way you can listen to uh, no Film School podcast with Ryan Koo who also uh, came out of the Sundance Film Labs with his movie Amateur uh-huh. which we did on this podcast yep. so we're kind of like one or two degrees away yeah, from Yeah, we're totally connected Yeah, to Winston Duke, right? Like we're yeah. one or two degrees away from Zazie Beats and Winston Duke Yeah, I think yeah. so Yeah um, So, but you can listen to No Film School has a great episode about how this movie came to be uh, and how it was made and then we can have a conversation now about how it is we missed it because I loved this What? <laughs> when,
0: uh, 2020, I know that. Yeah. Where? When? And what? you know,
1: we had this conversation like- uh, We have it all the time. Uh, I think it was no, two weeks ago with Past Lives. Sure. When we talked about the A24 of it all. Yeah. Right? Like, a mo- if this movie was distributed by A24- We would have heard about it. Not only would we have heard about yeah. it, like, Winston Duke at this moment would probably be nominated for an Oscar. Right? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: look this yeah i I, you know spoiler it up top like i really dug this movie too um it was funny going doing the trifecta of the last three movies has been a real fun roller coaster of course past lives and then uh, across the spider-verse and And, now
1: and did we have fast 10 right before that sure i mean that's
0: what i kind of like about this podcast is we is we got we got ups and downs and it's up to you dear listener to decide what are the ups and what are the downs um yeah, this movie fucking rocks. Uh, if you have, I will say this, and I rarely say this about our conversations here, Shahir. Right. If you have not seen this film, perhaps <laughs> pause this episode, go find it on your friendly streaming services, and indulge. Uh, because I feel like this one's going to be very difficult to discuss in any meaningful way without having spoilers. Right. If you care about that, if you don't care, and you'd like our take and to sort of hear what we have to say, what is going on, uh, and then you want to experience for yourself, that is a completely valid choice as well. I just wanted to make sure that uh, you knew that that's probably where this one's going.
1: It's also filled with a lot of familiar faces that I think that if you've come to this podcast thinking about just the, the larger movies that we do... It's filled with a lot of familiar faces from those movies, right?
0: Winston Duke, Zazie Beetz,
1: Bill Skarsgård, Benedict Wong, Tony, Tony Hale. Tony Hale. Yeah, yeah. Tony freaking Hale. Yeah. I love this man so much. It's
0: it's uh <laughs> this is a bit of a it's a bit of a smorgasbord of talent from films that we have seen uh here. Uh,
1: films that we've seen that have made a ton of money. Yeah. Can we talk about Winston Duke for a second? I, we could talk about him for a couple minutes. So Winston Duke, I feel like uh his debut film was Black Panther. Is that correct?
0: Uh I actually don't know. Let's let's look at that up. Yeah.
1: Because uh I feel like Winston Duke is someone I know from uh Black Panther. Uh his his first yeah, his first uh tele- his first feature film appearance yeah, his appeared, first feature film he did television before. Yeah, was Black Panther, followed by Vintage's in Infinity War, followed by Us, another great followed film by Endgame game and followed then by this and, film. Uh, followed by Nine Days. Um do you think... Holy shit, he plays Batman in a podcast. Yeah, I'm sure. And I'm sure he could. Oh, but is there something... Like, if you look at all those other performances, um, which are great. Like, I love him in Us. I think he's wonderful in Us. And I think he's, he's uh, wonderful in Black Panther. But there's something special that he brings to this role, right? Like, there's something about this role, particularly that last monologue, where you can see probably all of the... I mean... All of the untapped potential of this uh, this person as an actor sure. is in that last monologue of this mill. I'm not giving go away just right now, but there's this thing, there's a there's a quality to that performance where you go, This is the thing, right? For this guy, this is the thing. I mean, yes.
0: Mm. I love like a, a, a great actor to me is someone who has the range to make yeah. something as meaningful as that last monologue like completely resonate in a in a true and it's emotional an, way. A, it's an actor who can chew this up. But also playing Umbaku in black panther who could very easily be a one note character right uh and he's, he's changed a bit in wakanda forever and whatever but like uh, it's 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 so nice to see because he made an otherwise i think one note character like absolutely special and, and something you can't take your eyes off of um in 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 more franchise-esque films. Like, that's, that's what you want when you get actors cast in these things. Right. Like, you want them to elevate the material because a lot of times, and although Black Panther might be the exception, the material isn't the, like, it needs a bit of elevation.
1: And on the flip side, we've got Bill Skarsgård in this, who we last saw as uh, Pennywise the Clown in It Chapter 1 and 2. Didn't we see him? <laughs> no, last we saw him was in Barbarian. We did see him in Barbarian as well. And I think playing off the Pennywise kind of naivete. And it's interesting in this one because he's so understated in this movie and then so big in Pennywise. He's, su- he's such a lip-smacking character Actually, in Pennywise. Actually, I take it back. Mm-hmm. You know where I saw him last? What was that? John Wick 4. What was he in John Wick 4? He's I in a it. fat
0: suit, I believe.
1: Is he? Uh, Cool, 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 cool. Okay, we're getting sidetracked. Tell us what Nine Days is about.
0: I just clicked away. I just clicked away. I can't tell you. I can't tell you what it is. Okay, I got it now. A reclusive man conducts a series of interviews with human souls for a chance to be born. That is from our friends, our good, close, personal friends at the Internet Movie Database.
1: What did you know about this movie before you turned it on? I knew Jacob wanted us to watch it. And that's it? Yeah, So when the first, I think, the amazing thing is I watched this movie twice um, because I loved it and because uh, it also, and I also watched um, Hirokozu Kurita's film, Afterlife, which I think shares a lot of DNA with this film. Uh, Afterlife is about um, a sort of way station where uh, people who have recently deceased come to and they're told that they can um, take one memory with them into the afterlife. I am so sorry.
0: Okay. I thought I was wrong, and I was. He's not in the fat suit. It's okay, another guy that's okay. in the fat suit. Wait. I can't believe I blanked this. He's the main villain in John Wick 4. I could hear you listeners screaming <laughs> yeah. over the internet. I'm like, man, there's something loud, and Zoe's eating her dinner, so I don't know what. Like, And I, I was like, I said something wrong. I'm sorry to interrupt you. He played the Marquis Vincent uh, de uh, Gramont okay. uh, in John Wick 4. Wow. Brain fart. I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. I, I have definitely had moments like that where I have to get something right. Um, and it, it, it'll bug you because, because, as we know, the podcast is forever. What isn't forever <laughs> is the afterlife, as it turns out. Uh, and as I mentioned, uh, this movie shares similar DNA to uh, Hirokozu Karita's film, um, afterlife. Yep, uh, which is a miraculous film. In that movie, as I was saying, um, uh, recently deceased people are brought to a way station, which they will stay in for the next seven days, and they are told, um, "We can recreate one memory for you." Uh, which will be the one memory which you will take with you into the afterlife. Yep. Um, and and it will be the only memory you take with you into the afterlife. And what is the most potent, important thing for you? And in this movie, In Nine Days, it's a sort of, there's a, there's a, there's a similar DNA to it, but sure. not quite. Uh, Winston Duke's character, Will, uh, is being tasked with interviewing people for um, uh, the for chance the
0: op- the, to be the, born onto Earth,
1: yeah, the the opportunity to be born onto Earth, and as we as we identify in this film, the the emotional range that you will experience on Earth being a human being are far more intense than you will experience up here. Now, Will is experiencing a kind of um, interesting. <laughs> it's weird to call it metaphysical because everything about this movie is metaphysical as well. Sure, um, but an interesting dilemma, which is that uh, someone whom he chose to be born. Has recently passed away in a surprising manner to him, uh, and he is unable to let go of why this might have happened
0: in a, in a way in a what seems to be a uh, suicidal way.
1: Yeah, and uh, the mechanisms. I think there's a charming thing about both this movie and Afterlife, um, which is that they deal with the metaphysical through the tools of filmmaking or video in this case. Yeah. Um. You know, because they're really about. The the sort of co- the construction of in a way maybe maybe the other thing is theater you know like it really does lean into the kind of theater of it but in this movie Will basically has videotape VCR not DVD I as well it. I love it <laughs> yeah I love uh, it,
0: the one true format
1: yeah v- VCRs and Polaroids which is his mechanism for, for viewing the world it's porn
0: <laughs> and every memory you've ever had on earth is what what won the what won the hardware wars
1: I am slightly depressed by the idea that our um, our imaginings of the afterlife are really bound by capitalism, you know. Like the monotony of an office, <laughs> of an office dish job, and a job interview is like is our basic conception of the afterlife. I mean, I, 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 yes, I, but he
0: was like in a nice little cabin. It well, was, it was in a, a, in a, single in a stark ha- desert. Yeah,
1: but it was like a it was, it was like a job interview, Short. right? You know, like he came down, he sat down, he took notes. Um. But I think the thing that is miraculous about this movie to not to not to uh, use a term unwisely uh, is that it is within the framework that I've just established a deep meditation on what it means to be human and why what we think and fear matters doesn't necessarily matter. And I think what it gets to is this beautiful idea by the end of it, again, without giving away too many spoilers, that our conception of what is success and failure in life is irrelevant to the fact that we have lived.
0: Oh, yeah, because nothing we do here matters.
1: Nothing we do here matters. And as Winston, or sorry, as Will um, performs a monologue towards the end of the film... Um, there is a suggestion that what has mattered is to have lived at all.
0: Well, I mean, you could—that's a definite read. I feel like I could relate to it. I think the other read might be this movie tells you all the time that, like, oh, it doesn't matter. There's no like right or wrong. There's no like whatever. And like, Will just kind of knows and judges and whatever, right? Yeah. Um, but Will is also very repressed. Will also uh, was he was once he was once he was he
1: was once born. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh, then when he died, he got this job.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, what, what a terrifying prospect. <laughs> I, I would welcome the
0: sweet kiss of oblivion before I was like, hey, by the way, you yeah. are now uh, working in this one-room cabin. There's no overtime. <laughs> Although, I don't know. May, look, I, I can't say. It seems like in his life he had a hard life. He was right. uh, a very quiet and, and and felt things very deeply. And, and Yeah, he had, and, as, as uh,
1: Benedict Wong's character says, he felt more love than he was able to give. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so, so he takes that with him to this sort of job. Like you can kind of see. Like you don't quite get it. Benedict plays uh, Keo, who is his like friend slash supervisor slash not supervisor, but like like it's weird. They 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 touch this on it a little bit, but like <laughs> it's it's an office structure, but like he's not his boss. He's like, I just have to watch this.
1: Yeah, or I, just I, have,
0: to, I have to witness it. Yeah, I have to.
1: I have to ensure that you made the right choices or something like that. It's like it's very vague, and I like middle it. management. Yeah. He's middle management. Yeah, but it's funny.
0: <laughs> I don't ever think that like he's he's Will's boss. Yeah. I think it's like a weird like. Oh no, this only works if both of them are around. Right, right, right. Um, which again, this movie kind of has a lot of fun floaty bits about like how the structure of it works. I am a sucker for afterlife structures. Right, I'm a sucker for analog media <laughs> i'm a sucker for every one of these actors in this movie <laughs> fucking yummy yummy yum i gobble it all up i started this thing <laughs> i didn't know what it was and the second i saw the wall of tv isn't him watching it and the second he took it out and put it into a filing cabinet i was like oh this is the afterlife right this is the this is this is this. Oh, is really, really? that yep. moment i was like this is precisely this is precisely the afterlife I want to learn about right now. I'm not saying it's the best one or one I'd be excited to be in. I'm saying like, I, I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I love, I love stories like this. I love taking complex metaphysical, philosophical uh, concepts and couching them in understandable structures without dampening the resonance of the, the, the philosophy that we're dealing with. Right. Like there's something it's, I find it very transcendent. When I was younger, I found it just easier to kind of grasp more complex concepts, and I and I like that these things exist. Yeah. Um, it's funny. Uh, great movies kind of do this as well, like everything, everywhere, all at once. Kind of does a, a really good job of this, of like couching something in truly meaningful behind spectacle. Yeah. Uh, this movie is no. Well, actually, I take that back. This movie is like slow spectacle, There's because a- there are scenes. Yeah. Uh, specifically, sort of to the thing that uh, Shahir was just mentioning, will uh, does something a little bit a little bit differently around his little neck of the after- afterlife desert. Uh, and anyone he rejects who is essentially just disintegrated into the ether, yeah, um, gets to have one he'll he'll try to prepare one memory mm-hmm. for them to take before they're just evaporated. And and he only has the resources of his little house and a basement in a junkyard nearby.
1: Yeah. So
0: he does extraordinary things for these people that he's rejecting. He builds... Uh, a projector system. Again, it's all,
1: it's all projectors, right? Like it's, yeah. it's but it's, like, all like it's just like what we would three do. Three
0: big color uh, lenses, like yeah. the old projectors yeah, yeah. for like VHS stuff. Yeah. And he projected the ocean and then he built a big box with a ramp that had sand in it. Cause the guy was curious about that or there was something. I,
1: I mean, look, the, the people that come to be interviewed are soul. The pre people. They're, they're not people. So, yeah. so, so they, they haven't experienced humanity. But I like this idea that he has with them, which is that um, they will retain who they are, even though they will have no memory. Yeah, and you can and and it gets into this really interesting idea because you get to see what kind of person they would be. Yeah, and and this person that that needs the beach is an artist. Yeah, you know, is an artist whose heart is probably the uh, closest to Will
0: yeah in in style, yeah, uh, and then any of the candidates
1: and I, I think what's amazing is how st- like uh, from you know, just in praise of uh, it's an Oda here, what I love is that nothing is dealt with in a sort of abstraction. Mm-hmm. like every every idea on display here is done through concrete details, sure so so during the interview, will during the first interview, he, he which, in which he sells uh, says the line um, that, the that yeah that you're saying pull the chair. This is an elaborate setup to the point where you're going did this happen to Will you know? But like basically uh, the setup is Will says uh, you are in a concentration camp and you're there with your uh, nine year old son or some kind of your son yep. who tried to escape this morning but has been captured by the prison guard and the prison guard has now put him onto a table and there is a rope wrapped around your nine-year-old son and you and the prison guard is now telling you to pull the chair. And if you don't pull the chair, I will kill everybody here. Will you pull the chair? There's no right or wrong answer, but we'll kill And what I love about that is that the specificity makes it not about an abstraction anymore. It like every character has a human response to this. Yeah, and it covers and, it pretty well. I mean,
0: yeah. the, the characters in and of themselves, so you have the artist who I believe was named Mike. Yeah. Uh you have Tony Hale's character, <laughs> Alexander, who's kind of just like, guys like kind of wants to have fun and like just like have hang out. Have a beer like,
1: and 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 hang out have a beer and invite some chicks over. Yeah. yeah <laughs> <laughs> invite yeah, some yeah, chicks right? over.
0: Yeah. Uh uh Bill Skarsgard <laughs> is kind of uh calculating like uh kind of w- w- I would say like planned winner.
1: I love his response to the thing that we just said. Yeah. Which is, uh, I would fight the guard. And Will responds with, I don't think you understand the concept of firearms, but fighting the guard is a losing battle, much akin to you f- a ma- you fighting a bear. And Will and, and and his response to this is so perfect. How do you know I wouldn't do well in that situation? Because that tells you exactly what kind of person yeah. this is. Yeah. And Will's and then, choice so, is really
0: interesting. I know. And yeah. then and then Zazie Beats, who is yeah. Emma, yeah. shows up and she is... I, I, I'm saying this to be silly. This yeah. is a bit of a belittlement to the performance. I like think it's wonderful. And I think it's far deeper than I'm going to say. Yeah. She's the Manic Pixie Dream Girl of the pre... of the pre. Uh, I guess so, yeah. The the pre-Souls. Yeah. Um, she's. I mean, it's not that. It's like <laughs> no one's... Well, she does teach the main character. Anyway, yeah. I, I don't want to... She does offer
1: him a peach as well. Fuck.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, she just needs to listen and draw all over the house. Oh,
1: God. She is? <laughs> <laughs> she is, yeah. Oh, no. But she also asked the most... She's the person, I guess, in the, in this framework who sees through the futility of the questions that are being yes. asked, yep. which is that no matter what questions are being asked, they are unimportant because they don't give you the tools to, to decide what kind of person you would be. Right. Well, All that can d- decide what kind of person you'd be is just observing who the people are and, what yeah. the, and how the responses, yeah. their responses are. I think there's a wonderful thing is that as I was watching the movie, I spent a lot of time thinking about uh, what kind of human beings these were going to be? And Bill Skarsgard's ca- character. No, so we'll get into a spoiler spoiler here. We've done a bunch. Yeah. Uh, Bill Skarsgard's character is the person who will be chosen. He wins. He wins. He wins. Um Kane goes to Earth. Yeah. And he is awful. Right? Um, like,
0: like he is a. I don't know if he is awful. Yeah. I wouldn't want to hang out with him. Yeah. But, but I bet you given certain starting uh, advantages or privileges, he'd probably do pretty okay for himself.
1: And I think that's what Will is... is The calculation that Will is making is who has the the toughness, I guess, to survive the reality of the world that they're about to go into. And the reality of the world that they're about to go into, as we all know, which is the world that we inhabit, is harsh, and it's difficult, and it's challenging. And... Will has experienced it firsthand, perhaps in the concentration camp, perhaps as a young child... About to perform a play,
0: yeah. As a as an understudy, <laughs> as an understudy, and he, the only reason he was going to do it was because he was the one that could memorize things so quick. No, he wasn't even the understudy. Yeah. He was the one that could memorize the thing quickly yeah. enough. Yeah, and then in the moment you you learn this uh, somewhere along the way, yeah. he actually fucking kills it and feels really good about himself. But that's kind of the moment of his life.
1: That's it. Yeah, yeah. So what I guess from um, from an existential point of view, Ooh. this is. I mean, this is a like like we said, it is an incredible film to watch. Uh, it's mesmerizing. It's beautifully made. It's so beautifully made. Yeah. Uh, um, first time filmmaker. First time filmmaker as well. Um, Fuck. Yeah. What are we doing? I know. We're. What terrible. are we
0: doing honing our skills in in movie number based trivia <laughs> when people are making shit like this out
1: there? But the thing is, I think uh, um, that what is human about it is this idea that success isn't measured by uh, your wins. You know what I mean? Like like. I don't I I really come to that last monologue with the sense of what mattered was that you existed it it's it's I
0: took from it you define what winning is right. It does matter if you win, but you get to decide what that means for you right because uh, <laughs> I don't know man. I, I know it's a silly show and I love it to death and everyone mm-hmm. at home, if you've heard me say this, say it with me when I say it. The quote from Angel, the spin-off <laughs> of Buffy the Vampire Slayer is as follows. If nothing that we do matters, then all that matters is what we do. Mm-hmm. It is something that is uh, a concept I love so much. Mm-hmm. It puts the onus on the moment. It lets you define what your win condition is. And look, Society can punch you in the face and tell you "fuck you." No, that's not winning, and you will be beaten down. And you could—that's entirely can happen. It happened to Will. Mm-hmm. But the this movie has a real, just uh, uh, spiritual kick to the head. Uh, <laughs> that is uh, inspiring. Is the wrong word? It's a tense movie in certain places mm-hmm. um and it's slow but i left the left the theater mm-hmm. i got up from my couch and i felt fucking energized right like i don't know if a movie that slow has ever left me being like fuck yeah world let's go right. like and that's a real interesting
1: like knock on effect i think i felt uh, uh i found myself in sort of quiet reflection uh, after the movie, more than anything, um, much like if I'd had a good cup of coffee. Um, <laughs> that was the worst segue ever. Yeah. She, if you want to segue to this week's sponsor, Trade Coffee,
0: I could have said, I could have said that with my excited thing. I was pumped. I was I, ready. I was hoping for it. Much <laughs> like I thought. I don't know. It's fine. You know what? We'll do the ad read now. This is this is great. And actually, side note, everybody. Trade's fucking great. Yeah. Uh, so Shahir uh, has just started using Trade Coffee, which of course is, and I've been using it for quite a bit, uh, a hassle-free coffee delivery service that helps you basically make the best cup of coffee in your own home that you possibly can every morning that you want it. It is a phenomenal service. They basically match you with your flavor profiles, and they'll send you a bag, and then you try it. And then, if you don't like it or it's a little bit off, you have a survey. You let them know yes and no. This whole thing, and like you know, it's like
1: Will talking to his his barista, right? (laughs) Like Will is talking to his barista, saying, "What would you do?" So uh (laughs)
0: trade coffee is the afterlife. (laughs) Yeah. Um, No, it's 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 like it's I don't know. It's just really good. They they matched me with. uh, there's a there's a New York roaster because they do all local stuff to you and it's yeah. all uh, independent roasters, ethically sourced uh, and sustainable beans. Uh, City of Saints, which is a New York based one that was really really good. Yeah, uh, I got weird with it, <laughs> like I started to twist myself into like because that coffee I got was uh apricot and like tootsie roll,
1: apricot and tootsie
0: roll. And like I gotta say, it, look, th- you can get as adventurous or as like simple, just like give me a cup of Joe as you want. Right. I fucking dug that. I don't know if it was that combined with the brewing method. They grind it within forty-eight hours of you actually ordering your coffee. Because I didn't know this. I mentioned this last week that like coffee can go bad. I always thought it was just like one of those like dry goods. Like no, it's fine. It actually loses a lot of flavor if it's sitting on the shelf for a while. Okay. Um, and I don't know. I just I I've really really been digging it. You Mm. you you've you've just started. They
1: they, yeah, and they matched me with a coffee place that I actually used to go to, which is Oren's Coffee in the Upper East Side. Uh, I used to live right by it, and so I was surprised when they sent me coffee right from it. Uh, I think that is because my cut, my taste in coffee, happens to be very much on the sweeter end, sure, uh, and and with lots of mixers, you know, and that's that's what I'm into. They got you in one. They got me uh, in
0: one. <laughs> Hole in one. Under par. So everybody, actually, uh, for, I, I come to you with a wonderful offer for the Topam fam. If you would like to join us in uh, upgrading our morning routine with just a way better cup of coffee right now, how about a free? bag of coffee with every subscription how about that that's like going to the afterlife that's like is,
1: okay no, you're, wait, wait, wait. you're doing bad
0: at these ties
1: <laughs> coming back from the afterlife what are that's we doing like, here hold on could that's, you give the baby a coffee wait no, is that no hold on hold on hold on, hold
0: on. <laughs> that's like if we're gonna tie it to to you know what it's like shahir that's like getting one extra day it's like getting one extra day so 10 days so 10 days you get 10, 10 days. days to prove yourself instead of nine
1: okay okay I'll uh buy that.
0: if you <laughs> how you do that dear listener either get a free bag of trade with us when you subscribe or win the afterlife I don't know that might not uh, legally I can't say that yeah uh but who knows uh you just have to go to drinktrade.com slash about
1: movies that is drinktrade.com about movies we would be greatly appreciative but I think you'll enjoy the coffee
0: yeah so. I, it's actually it's funny it's over the course of doing a lot of ads on YouTube, uh, I've been very lucky that all of the sponsors that we've done over on Extra Credits and Extra History have been stuff that I like. I use and yeah. and and it's it's really nice that Trade wanted to sponsor this yeah, show. Yeah, what are you going to do when
1: Marvin's Gun Range comes and offers as a sponsor deal? Uh,
0: <laughs> it, well, so
1: it, oh, Marvin's AR-15 no, pass hard pass again.
0: Like we're not going to get into the coffee. We're talking about <laughs> coffee, not guns. I uh, love derailing this. All right, let's go back to the movie, please. All right,
1: so I love that this is a gentle film about a huge question. Wait, In many ways, what's miraculous about it is it's a big idea of a movie, right? Like, it's the afterlife. It is, yeah. it, Which which leads into who are we and how do we exist and what is the form by which we exist? But underneath it, Will is a real character. Will's a real person who is experiencing a loss at this moment, because a person that whom he chose has died, and he is mourning that death. But by the end of the movie, a soul that he has not selected gives him an opportunity to reflect upon that death and to think about this one line that, that is the final line of uh, the Walt Whitman poem.
0: That he uh, performs. That
1: he performs, which is that, uh, I bequeath myself to the dirt to grow from the grass I love. If you want me again look for me under your boot soles. We are all present. If this soul if these souls go away we they will be remembered. And I think that that is a beautiful way to think about life.
0: Yes, I I look at it as a a little more nihilistic but in no <laughs> okay. le, in no less of a comforting way. Yeah. Uh, I'm a comfort nihilist? Okay. Um I think it's less about being remembered.
1: Or or being you're, 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 reflected upon, I guess. Yeah.
0: In that poem specifically, I don't know if this is what the movie is sort of saying, so maybe it's more true to what you said for the overall film, but I think that movie is saying, like, we're, we're gone when we leave life, mm-hmm. but we're not, because everything that makes up us still is here. Like, right. the atoms, everything is still around, and it becomes a different thing, and life is ever-changing, and, and, like... And that is, listen, a very cold comfort for folks... <laughs> so funny i was gonna say this like i had a different like a differ uh, a differing experience you know for folks who've only experienced being human mm. uh <laughs> like i'm saying that like i didn't yeah. i got to do something else but like uh i don't know i i took from the end of this movie sort of the twofold of it to find your own wind condition and like the stuff that makes us up is still around, even when we're gone, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Because in this movie, we don't know if when the pre-souls get rejected and walk back into the fade out, if they do actually exist anymore.
1: But but I think the thing is, well, the thing that I'm thinking about, particularly with that uh, with the, the Whitman poem, is that those souls, like like Tony Hale's character. For example, uh, I forget what what his name is. It's a guy who just wants a beer, uh, and to invite some chicks over and you know fire up the grill. Tony. Uh, uh, Tony. Um, he doesn't get to take a memory with him. You know he walks. He, he kind walks. of does. And that's and that's my point is that he showed, but he made it that not his win condition. But also, we as the audience will remember him, right? He doesn't disappear.
0: Sure, I mean, but. Theoret- i mean uh, if we take this to this natural conclusion i don't but I, th-
1: I don't think it's meant to be taken on a literal level like i, I think i think it's futile to impose physics or i'm not talking about physics reality, i'm not any, talking about physics. any
0: reality to it i'm talking about i find it comforting mm. i find it like look when you and i die okay which Tonight? by the way Tonight? i set a bomb yeah. It, yeah. at the end of this podcast yeah suspense is um, knowing yeah so we better make the best of these <laughs> last 30 minutes yeah um <laughs> uh, uh we will be remembered by many people for a long time. <laughs> Presumably this podcast, mostly this podcast. Probably not this <laughs> podcast, but I listen, for all of you who will remember us, we appreciate you greatly. Yeah. Um but eventually we will be forgotten. <laughs> and yeah, of course. And that's okay. Like I love myself i'm a i'm a, a a cocky son of a bitch okay I also don't think I'm so great that I should be remembered for all eternity like mm-hmm. I, I i you can't like i I just and I listen history is littered with men who believe they were that great that they need to be remembered for all eternity. We still have common names for these people throughout mm-hmm. our our existence right but I find solace in the way that, it, especially the way this movie handles it. We won't be remembered. But if we're cool with that, that's still pretty great because stuff
1: just changes, man. Well, I, I, I yeah, I guess I certainly believe that is true. But I think what the mo- the the what's the opposite of nihilism the optimism the optimism is it the, the, no I don't think it is uh, uh, no because nihilism, nihilism is, is believing is, in nothing yeah and the the faith that the movie has
0: because uh, you know look I, I <laughs> pure optimism is bo- I'm sorry pure nihilism is boring as fuck
1: yeah, by yeah. the way but um, you know I'm thinking about <laughs> oddly uh, the Ben Affleck film that we did a few weeks ago Air we can't shut we, up we about We can't Air. shut up about Air even though I don't know if we loved it kind um, okay Uh, You know, when, when Phil Knight's character says running is suffering, you know, like that. And I think. That beautiful
0: wig and those glasses.
1: Life living is suffering. Sure. Like, like, and, and there is something, you know, there's, there's some um, existential ideas that, that say that the, the journey is suffering and the journey will always be suffering. But suffering doesn't entail a win or a loss. It is just the journey unto itself. And. What the what the in what the what what Zazzy beats the Manic Pixie Dream Girl is suggesting here. I'm so sorry to (laughs) coin that in this movie. It's such a disservice to. Um, Is that is that the the triumph of the failure is not success or loss, it is to have lived it all. And 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 Will has lived.
0: Yep. And these souls, and he's been trying to forget about it. Yes, yeah, and these,
1: like. yeah, it's you know he is he is numb to to and, the memory of it.
0: And her last memory, which I believe she requested, yeah, uh, will now will, be, will yeah. now be him remembering what it feels like to be human.
1: To be human, yeah, to be human. Is to and love. she's
0: gonna, she's and, going away. Like she's been rejected. She's not yeah. coming back. She they already sent uh, fucking yeah. Cain to Earth or whatever. Yeah, yeah.
1: And and I think um, you know because I, and the reason I take that as the beauty the beauty of the movie is that if we if we start to think about it in, in practical terms, you know, like, um, uh, what wh- what does the film have to say about uh, children that are born with uh, absolutely debilitating and painful defects? You know, like, well, what does the film have to say? What does the philosophy of this film have to say about the inequalities of human life as it exists? You know, when we talk about suffering, we talk about it on an abstract level where it's like, an endurance test of life. Right. But like what do we know about actual suffering? Oh, of course. Like you know of course. like what the fuck do we know? Yeah. And and I think it, to to think about the film in practical terms ignores the realities of like we can, we have the convenience and luxury to talk about it in in those abstractions. I took
0: it as like
1: if you pass this system Yeah
0: your soul or energy or whatever (laughs) is thrown into the big old fucking lottery of births. Right. Like you're not guaranteed to have a great life. You're just guaranteed to get down
1: there. And, and the character is it Phil who's on the video screens, who's being bullied his entire life. And then, um, uh, I believe it's Rick. Oh, was it Rick who's being bullied and then has this like, again, incredible. Again, what I love here is that, is that as a 2001 moment, uh, oh yeah yeah, okay yeah. Uh, Sinoda doesn't treat that as an abstraction. That is like a horrific thing, which is that Rick fights back and potentially kills someone yeah. in in the back, which is like the irony of someone who's been bullied their entire life who finally fights back but is cr- creates more trauma in their own world. you know like that that is a horrific thing to think about yeah um, but that is part of the fabric of of what makes it for me personally, the moment of sheer beauty in this movie, uh, I think the beach scene is really beautiful. I love, I love Will's character, standing there like brushing the water, the water up to, the, on uh, his feet. On to his make, feet. Yeah, yeah. It
0: goes, the sand goes into a little bit of water. Yeah, and, and yet they
1: give them, they give them headphones. Yeah, uh, it's it's just like yeah. a full VR experience. Yeah. Um. But the the was it Louisa? Uh, yeah. The, with the bike ride. With the bike ride, I'm a person who, I, it's it's so strange. I've been thinking about this a lot recently. I've seen this on the podcast all the time, and it's just something. It's just the way I navigate the world, I think. But I think a lot about like how I talk about myself, and like I played basketball all the way growing up. And I, when we talk about that, I always say, "Yeah, but I was a really bad basketball player." Um, I've cycled my whole life, and I cycle uh, like as though it was a competition. Yeah, you know, like I cycle. You've seen me cycling, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I can I, confirm she yeah. hear exercises a lot. And yeah. and I, and I cycle, you swim, I swim, I cycle, I do, I play basketball and I do these things as a sort of like in the mode of suffering. I like, I take it as though I'm suffering the whole time. Huh. I need, I need to do it as a form of suffering.
0: I do work as overworking <laughs> myself as that.
1: And, and I always talk about it as though, and the weird thing is, is like, if you, you know, you said to me, Are you a good cyclist? I would say no. I'm a terrible cyclist. Uh, I I will just always say that. That's my default uh, to to think about.
0: I don't know if I would. I mean, again, (laughs) cycling for me is so different. Like I wouldn't even think to ask if you were a good or bad cyclist. I know, but
1: it's just like that's the way I would categorize myself. And then when I watched this, there's a sequence here where Louisa. I I I do need to get into why she is not selected. By the way, because there was a little bit of uh, unclarity for me there. But um, what Will does is he builds her. A sort of three-walled projector, which she can cycle through and enjoy the the just the, the
0: like a summer bike the, ride. The act of cycling, and I thought about it. I was like stationary bike, uh, yeah. pedals from the leaves falling yeah. down, wind. Yeah, changes. yeah,
1: the VR experience. I have cycled my whole life. I love cycling. I have never thought about cycling as just pure joy. I've had that once. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, so when you were bike riding with me no no, no, no. no i was not <laughs> yeah. uh it was in hawaii it was in uh right, it yeah. was
0: when we went down the volcano yeah and it's funny because it was like shit weather up top yeah. we saw nothing yeah we saw nothing you're supposed to have the beautiful sunrise on maui yeah. nope uh and then we cycled down the mountain it's like a, i forget how long it is yeah but it's easy because you're just coasting and yeah. then like once you got out of like the the clouds yeah it's fucking lilac fields yeah and I'm just like, sheep are hanging out. And yeah. I'm like, where the fuck am I? I've had it there yeah. and I've had it skiing. Right. Uh at long shot at um snowmass in Aspen. Right. You drop in after a fresh powder, you have to like hike to a certain part, like the the, the chairlift doesn't even get there. Yeah. It's just dense enough woods yeah. where when you drop in 10 seconds later, no matter what, no one's around you. Right. Mm-hmm. And like that was those, those two moments are my like, ah. Uh a concept of God, like, like yeah, yeah. there's
1: some, there's some, there's this transcendent to it. quality to like yeah. the joy of doing the thing for the sake of doing the thing. Yeah. It's not suffering. It's just beauty. Yeah. And I, I watched that moment and whipped thinking about how much I love cycling. Like I love, I like, I, I can't explain it. I treat it as though it's suffering but I love psych. I love being on two wheels. Well, you're a masochist. Yeah, but I love being on two wheels. Yeah, like it's if 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 we visit anywhere, like you you've traveled with me the, to Europe, yep. and the first thing I always say is when we get there is like, can we get a bike yeah. and ride through the city? You know, like I I love it, and I to which I'm like I'm in the bar, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I and I'll go no, no no let's go for a bike ride. Um, but that moment showed me the beauty of a thing that I have done my whole life. Sure and never thought about. And that that that's this kind of you know I think that way about basketball like that's why I play basketball by myself is that <laughs> I love the beauty of like moving with the ball. That's so funny. It's it's weird, it's not, right? No no, I'm not trying to make light yeah. of it.
0: I just like this the phrase that's why I play basketball by myself which yeah. just this, I like yeah, it. Yeah, because because I don't silly.
1: but I don't need to do the thing. And so what I just I think there's this sort of um Naive quality to the way that Will is creating these memories. But in a way, they're richer than sure. the actual... You know, like if if she just rode a bike up and down a field because they are influenced by Will trying to find the beauty in them. You know? Yeah. Uh, what I didn't understand was why... Was it Louisa? Uh, Emma? Louisa? Emma, yeah. the, the character that, that eventually does the bike ride. Oh, she so writes... She, not even, is it no, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, it's I, Louisa. Oh, okay. Erica she, uh, Vasquez does a great job. She writes well a letter and then he decides not to select her for it. Now I think I think we and we don't it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, we don't even learn what the contents of that letter was. No. But
0: I I took that as. Yeah. Uh whatever the contents of that letter was, if she's mad at him, because you see have things where it could very easily be, yeah. or if she like has a crush on him, or yeah. like that very well easily could be. I took that as something about that stirred a bit of the human emotion that he's been pushing down. And therefore he's like no, not correct. That's Th- kind of how I put it.
1: I think that's potentially true because but but I think But he says it's not. Because what I think is happening is will is filtering out who he thinks is capable of surviving. I
0: mean, because Kane wins, that would be the logical conclusion. Yeah,
1: that's what I think it is is that is that Kane is capable... In Will's estimation, Kane is capable of surviving.
0: He just lost one of his favorite humans. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not taking a fucking chance on this. Like, this yeah. dude seems like
1: he'll be fine. He might not this be is the good. Dude, yeah, this is the dude who answered, I will fight the, the concentration camp It's
0: funny. And, and, like, if that's the case, I like that read on it a lot, hmm. Uh, If that's the case... And you're looking at like the rule structure of like why do bad people get through? Yeah, it could be because the cho- the choice makers are fallible and have these polls that would do it. We're like, well, I just need a survivor. Like for me, yeah. I need the next person I send down there to fucking be a survivor and a goddamn winner in that weird ass fucking system, <laughs> not the one he built for himself. <laughs> yeah, the system itself.
1: And in and, and again, there's a sort of like irony of it, which is that our 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 um our process of thinking about the afterlife and metaphysics is based in capitalism it's oh, based yeah. on like My life the the, the capitalism. structure of capitalist you know like could you imagine <laughs> not living in capitalism i can't the movie that i think about the most when it comes to thinking about not living in capitalism was actually it's not an influence on this film but it's a filmmaker who was an influence it's terrence malick's movie the new world and the new world is obviously the pocahontas story but there's a beautiful monologue within that where they talk about the 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 first peoples of uh, of America, and they talk about the fact that they have no sense of ownership, no sense of position, and it is a world in which what is mine is yours. Yeah, and, and I don't even have a sense of what is mine. There is only ours, mm-hmm. and that's the only that, that's the first thing that came to mind when I when sure. you asked me. Can you imagine not living in a capitalist? Do, and please don't get me wrong. Yeah,
0: I think capitalism has built a lot of amazing things, but it's hurt a fuck ton of people to do it. Right, like it, it, capitalism is suffering. <laughs> I think we've nailed it. Yeah. Uh, so we're getting really good. We're really good at philosophy, yeah. and we're really good at uh, numbered movie trivia.
1: Right. I wish I had a a, a bit sense of like the ability to pull up some philosophical ideas. Of I'll give you, of, you one.
0: Uh, or I'll just talk about one that is one. I don't know the full name of it. Yeah. My favorite moment in the movie. Okay. Uh, Keo is my favorite character, by the way. Okay. Um, anything Benedict Wong does, mm-hmm. <laughs> my butt's in the seat. Um. The moment where he's talking to Will, and he's starting to question a couple things, like, mm. "What if we're being watched by someone else? What if our existence? What if is our existence is mm. is is displayed to someone else?" And in that moment, it absolutely is us, the audience. We, the audience, are looking at it. And yeah. then he goes beyond it. And what if someone's judging them? Yeah. <laughs> and it turns into this uh, Mobius strip yeah. of like. Uh, Russian doll sort Infinite of Infinite recursion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that to me was like, okay, movie, mm-hmm. fucking golf claps all around. Like, yeah. I was just like, yep. Yeah. Because then, look, I'm a I'm a sucker for this. Mm-hmm. You're part of the story. Yeah. And that's a hard thing to pull off and make it not super gimmicky and bullshit. Yeah. Um, it's not a choose-your-own-adventure. It's not Bandersnatch. <laughs> It's like it's it's the act of you watching the movie. Yeah. And is the, part of the movie.
1: And the movie then, the storytelling then gives you a tool set by which to define how you watch the movie by the end of it, yeah. Which is this Walt Whitman poem. Now, I, I've heard, I, I heard an interview. So Spike Jones came on and uh, acted as an executive producer. on the podcast, and I wasn't here. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, he was an executive producer on the film. So there's a you can watch between uh, Itzonoda, Winston Duke, and Spike Jones a conversation about this movie. Nice. And um, Itzonoda, I think, talked a little bit about how uh, he thought about this film through the prism of his uncle, who had recently passed away, mm-hmm. who was a kind and gentle man um who he wanted to think about how they might have thought about life and you know i think that fi- what what's beautiful about this film is that it, th- this this contextualization of the Walt Whitman poem is to me a tool set for which to endure the suffering right. <laughs> like like i do think life is suffering i do think capitalism is suffering sure. i do think like, the process of being here is essentially about suffering until you die. Right. Yeah, and, and, for, and for which the release may ultimately be nothingness. Uh-huh. Uh, that is my nihilistic take on the world as it, as it stands. Uh, watch a Coen Brothers film if you want to get more of that. <laughs> um, but, but I think the tool set is, is that to have lived um, is, is all the release that you have needed. You, will be, you, you can be remembered... You can be important. All you have, have to have done is to have lived for a short period, you know, for whatever period of time. Yeah, and I think that's beautiful. I, again, I and I, I love that we can take
0: sort of two different yeah. bits of it. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, again, I, I won't go into it because I, I just sort of I reiterate, like, it's making your own fucking rules and what does <laughs> matter, what is winning, and it's okay to not be remembered because even though consciousness is, might not remember you always. Mm. The stuff that makes you up is still around. Uh, and again, we're going off mm. of some uh, assumptions yeah. about matter. Yeah. Uh, maybe matter can be destroyed and we're fucked. <laughs> uh, but, but it
1: doesn't, <laughs> but it doesn't, doesn't matter. Wow. <laughs> it doesn't
0: matter. <laughs> uh, it's funny. What I'm digging through on my... Um, uh, my notes right now i'm going back through the uh the topham archives mm-hmm. of all of our films yeah and i'm trying to find our top 10 films of 2020 document okay oh i i don't know where that document would i'm be. trying to dig around because what i what was the movies in 2020 i don't fucking know, i can't <laughs> remember shit man right yeah but like this if i had seen the point was i was i was i wanted to see if how much with how much i loved this movie yeah. if it would have knocked that off right Maybe next episode I'll, I'll actually go back and list because I, I can find the podcast. I just can't look at it right now. I'm just looking at what were the movies of
1: 2020. Uh, I don't remember what my number one was. Tenant came out that year. That was not my number <laughs> 2020 one. 2020 was the pandemic year, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. They're all the pandemic year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Palm Springs we definitely had on that, that year. Uh, the Old Guard we definitely reviewed that year. Um, I, I f- have a... St- was my number i have a feeling never really sometimes always was was on that year I, I don't remember uh you're you're absolutely right but you you know how you have me on about like what would be my number one and it's infallible it is completely fallible for this specific reason is that this movie came out we didn't see it um well
0: it's but no I, I, like i'm gonna go back to my own philosophy man <laughs> we define our own win conditions and we can only do that when we have the knowledge of what not is going finite. on finite
1: they're not finite like they're not itched in stone they are in the moment you record them. But that moment is fleeting. Sure. That but, moment has gone, but and the, we have forgotten it. But here's <laughs> the
0: thing, and that's great. Again, there's comfort in that. My point is, that's still, someone could go back. Listen, everybody, you're going to find this out, listeners at home, before
1: I do. Yeah. Uh,
0: what the films were uh, that we talked about in 2020, what the fuck was it? <laughs> I do
1: I do not remember what moment. Uh, I'm digging my... through. Uh, <laughs>
0: the Father Mortal Kombat.
1: I think The Father was definitely on my, on my list that About year. About Endlessness was up there. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: Fast 9. Fast
1: 9 was definitely one of my favorite films uh, of 2020.
0: <laughs> what the fuck was my favorite movie?
1: Barb and Stargo to Delbert It was Rears. not malignant. It was not malignant. Yeah. I, I do not remember. I honestly, I, I would struggle to remember at this point. Um, I'm thinking of Ending Things, I think, was your favorite movie of 2020. That's my guess.
0: Is that in 2020? Yeah. Oh, then that was absolutely. You know what? Mm-hmm. Oh
1: fuck. <laughs> would this movie? Yeah, I'm thinking of ending things, and this movie would be such wonderful, such a wonderful period. This is
0: an audio media. My face just lit up. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I don't know. Mm. Um, I think I think I'm thinking of ending things. Beats this. For
1: but does it matter does it matter what beats it like that's it that's the point me. really yeah okay okay i define
0: my own win condition yeah anyway this movie's <laughs> fucking great hey everyone did you know that this movie's fucking great <laughs> uh maybe i don't know go watch this movie if you haven't already <laughs> uh because we've just been yammering on for near an hour uh about
1: how great this fucking movie is go see it what a what jacob again yeah Thank you so much for actually um, uh, for getting us to see this. I hope I, I sent Jacob uh, a link to Hirokoza um, Kameda's Afterlife. I hope that that has some resonance as well. Mm-hmm. That is a beautiful movie. I love movies about the afterlife uh, because I, not because I have uh, a deep spiritual uh, need to understand the afterlife, but because I like the idea of filmmakers trying to make the abstract or the unknowable filmable in interesting ways.
0: I like philosophical structure. Right. Well, this has been the only podcast about nine lives that Jacob allowed us to live, (laughs) all of them. Uh, Shaheer, when you are not just wanting to crack
1: open a cold
0: beer and invite some chicks over, where (laughs) can folks find you over? over?
1: Uh, you can find me re-watching <laughs> all of Arrested Development on my website, com. That's S-H-A-H-I-R-D-O-D. Also thinking that I, it's time for me to finally watch Veep all the way through, only for Tony Hale, who I, whom I deeply, I think, is just amazing. Yeah. Uh, Matt, when you are pondering the endlessness of sand, where can people find you? You can think about
0: me ending things in this episode of the podcast at my website, M-A-T-T-H-E-W-K-R-O-L.com, my life and works. Also, Skeletor, the number four. P.R.E.Z. on Instagram. And, of course, uh, Emperor MSK on PSN. I'm also on Blue Sky. Just go to Matthew Kroll. Say hello, please. I need more people to interact with over there. <laughs> um, next week, there'll be a
1: movie? There'll be a movie. We've jumped a Hey, so for uh, people who don't know the inner workings of how we have, this is a double hitter. We've jumped a hit a couple of weeks here. Um, so we're not actually sure what's on the roster two weeks from now in the future. Right. What do you uh, think is uh, What do you think is the number one movie two weeks into the future? Is when- it... Is it time for Mission Impossible to have come out? I don't think so. Is it time for... I think it's The Flash. The Flash. The Flash multiverse. If we jumped forward and ran as fast so as we could. June...
0: Oh, God, no. That's <laughs> not correct. June 16th?
1: Oh, the Anderson, the new Wes Anderson oh, movies Ashland come City? out? City? Yeah. The Flash
0: didn't come out yet, did it? What well, day is today? time
1: doesn't matter. Jesus. Anyway, it's going to be that, or Flash, or Mission
0: Impossible. Wait,
1: can, can I ask you a question? Are, are we, do you want to do The Flash on the podcast?
0: I think... Is I a, have no interest. I think it is a incredibly Okay, so I'll, I'll tell you why I think we want to do the Flash. Whether or not it's great, like mm. some people say, or right. like what the fuck? Like some other people say. It's not the movie. Right. It's the decision making that led to the movie, and it's how the it, that movie is allowing, I think, in a I think, from what I'm heard from what I've heard, a true way to like reboot and move on while still having it be kind of can't like there's a there's a weird thing to it that's never been done like the wb's dc cinematic universe despite making a bunch of money Mm -hmm. failed okay i mean i'm defining their win condition but if, (laughs) if if they were happy with it and they liked the reception and the money they would have just kept doing it they weren't so they changed it and i have watched all these things up until then Okay. I want to see the end and I want to talk about what it what it what it means to try to transition between a shared universe to another creative head. Right. Like I find that extra because we've never we've never
1: seen that. I, I look, I agree with everything you're saying. I don't need to see the flash to have that conversation. Well, you know what I mean? Like I, I don't I, I, like I, we I how many th- movies like this have we done? Listen, I think here's the. I, I know this, we're gonna do it. I'm this just, is what I'm, I'm just saying. On. I'm just saying. I, I would rather do more films that have fallen through the cracks. We, which we still they're, can they're, do. They're not gonna get us ratings, but. Which we still can <laughs> do. It's just that I do
0: think, even though everything, even though on the surface the, scree- the Flash screams mediocre <clears throat> superhero shit, I think what it represents and how it does mediocre superhero shit. And and calling out spe- like specificity with it, I think is a really it will be a really interesting conversation. And Shahir, if it is not, and we're rambling for for to, we've talked fifteen minutes and then we have nothing to say, <laughs> I will uh, I will I will be perfectly honest with you, and I will let you know, and you will win. That'll be your <laughs> win condition. I, it's, it's not a win. It's a, I don't care. For, I don't. It's my win condition for you.
1: <laughs> anyway, everybody, thank go, you so much. Go out for a bike ride. Go oh, out for a bike ride right now. Or
0: watch this movie again. Yeah.
1: Just don't do the both. Good, yeah, do them together. No, no on, on your Peloton, together, which you got in Peloton, 20, Which you got in 2020 and watch this movie.
0: And then, but you're also, because <laughs> time is non-linear, you're also putting on your fucking Apple headset shit. <laughs> oh, wow. And then you can see it wrapped around you uh, and have your eyes digitally. <laughs> Winston Duke's thighs in, in 3D might be fun. <sighs> anyway, next week, everybody, we'll talk to you.
1: Later. Bye.